Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Pretty good. How you been? I've been really good. Okay, what you been up to? You know, just living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020. They call that hoeing now. You been out hoeing? No, I don't do that. You haven't seen those memes? No, what you talking about? They say, so the meme says, they used to call it being a hoe now they call it living your best life oh i have seen yeah, that actually seen that yeah um no i'm living my best life doing like inner work meditation oh, oh okay everyone who knows i love rupaul you so do. he released his netflix series called aj and the queen and the queen yeah and it's basically a story about <laughs> this new york city drag queen who is older wrong side age, of the tracks wrong side of the tracks wow. or wrong side of the volcano there's a volcano. His, uh, I learned a new term. His sexy Latin lover. That's a new term? No, no. Oh. Was a grifter. You didn't know what a grifter was? I, I didn't know what a grifter <laughs> was. Good job. All his money. What a, what a grifter is? So a grifter is someone who swindles someone or is like a con artist. Mm-hmm. So I know that like Jennifer Lewis, she talked a lot about in her autobiography about how she was in love with this man. And he basically like swindled her mm-hmm. like, you know... $85,000. Damn, for real? Yeah. Oh. And just, like, disappeared. Oh. Okay. Um, so, anyway, in AJ and the Queen, it's about this drag queen who saves up all this money to open her own drag club, and then she gets grifted, and then she has to go on this tour, and there's this, like, crackhead mom who's a prostitute, yeah. and then he takes in the kid, and they go on this journey to self-discovery. Okay. I love RuPaul. One of my top three people. Your person of the year. Person of the year. 2019. But... And RuPaul's not an actor. This will be all. no Emmys, no Academy Awards here. We know <laughs> what we're getting, right? But yeah. the series was just not it. Um, and for me, I think it was just the story. I, I wanted the story to be a little bit darker and have a little bit more depth. It was really formulaic, and it kind of I feel like it oh, is it is like a drama? It is a drama. Oh. It's it's a dramedy. Okay, I thought it was more comedy, but um, it could have been either. That was the th- it was too in the middle. It was trying to be almost okay. too serious. I wish it would have been either lighter or way way darker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt like I hate to say it because this young girl she was really gifted, but also she's a young actress, and I give a lot of um, I commend her for being a ten year old who shot this. But I think that she kind of lacked some depth and nuance within the character, given all the, the, the trauma that her character had experienced. Well, you know, they got child labor laws. She can only be on set for like right, right. four hours. Did they have a twin? No. It was oh, just it was just her? Girl, Ooh, so no, she can't do all that. It was a lot. Yeah. But the best thing I have watched, I've been watching a lot of programming, <laughs> um, so was funny. Don't Fuck With Cats. I haven't seen that yet. Okay, so that's a show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's basically about this guy called... Um, he basically was in Canada. He was like Russian and he was like killing these cats on YouTube. <laughs> and he was like this model, but he was gay. He was like a prostitute. And it was just salacious. It was drama. It mm-hmm. gave me everything I needed. It was oh, it was very like um snapped ish. Okay. Uh-huh. Very psycho killer. Mm-hmm. Special victims unit. Yes, very my judge. Very order. what I like mm-hmm. and what I do. It's a true story. It's a true story. Uh, this happened in like the early 2000s. Ooh, no it's also winter. And it's hard to be out here in these streets. But it was pretty summery like last, over the weekend. Well, it was. I met up with one of my girlfriends. She came down from mm-hmm. I'm New York and we went to lunch and we had fun. And how have you been since we were last in the studio? I've been good. Busy at work. Um, and then this weekend, it was good because, like, the weather was nice. So he was on call. So he was, like, at the hospital the whole weekend. So he I was... being 
Your boyfriend? Uh-huh. So I had a lot of free time. So after, like, doing the, the chores and the errands, I, like, sat down to get on my Netflix. I finished the second season of You, which is that creepy, like, stalker mm-hmm. show. It, it has Penn Badgley, who was on Gossip Girl. He plays, like, this guy who, he worked at a bookstore in the first season. He met this girl who, like, came in the bookstore, and he's, like, stalking her, basically. Right. And then she doesn't have any curtains, which was so odd to not have in, in New York. On the first season. Yeah, on the first she season. she was on the ground floor. On the ground floor with no curtains, like, girl. And um, basically, he ends up, like, falling in love with her, like, stalking her, killing her. And then he ends up moving to L.A. Right. Because, like, his first, his previous girlfriend who he thought he killed, he, like, buried her in the woods, is actually alive, and she comes back in, like, the last um, episode of the first season. Mm-hmm. So he, like, picks up, moves to L.A., like, all of a sudden, and it's just this episode after episode. It's, like, crazy situation after crazy situation. And he talks in, like, this monotone voice, and he is, like, so weird. Yeah, so I, I love the first season of You uh-huh. until it got, like, the Renaissance Fair. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. But the daddy was hot. <laughs> you know, I love a daddy. Oh, man. But um, I did watch the first two episodes of season two. Okay. And he was, like, messing with that little Latina girl that was, like, the landlord's sister. They don't start fucking until, like... See, I know, but it, it, seemed pe- it seemed, like, pedophilish. Oh, you mean the, the, the little do- sister? The little sister. Oh, no, he was, like, looking out for her. Okay. Yeah, it was innocent. But to me, I stopped watching. Mm-hmm. There's certain shows. There was another show on Netflix that was Renee Zellweger, and it was too unbelievable. Like, Netflix got to reel in their writers. Yeah, yeah. But he kept this man in the glass box inside the storage unit. <laughs> yes. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm done. This is ridiculous. It's I not realistic. I have so many questions like, about that box. Com- like, seriously? How y'all use the bathroom. Thank you. And you don't wash. And he had, like, that thing of baby wipes right. on the side. And I'm like, okay, so... They use that bucket to like shit in and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, whatever. Girl. But my th- but before it was in the basement of the bookstore. The bookstore, yeah. Which was like okay, no one else has the key to the basement of the bookstore. No one no. goes down there to like reset the uh, thermostat <laughs> or the, right. uh, the electrical box. Yeah. But then what got me? The storage unit is a public place. Yeah. He could like the storage unit is not soundproof. <laughs> it ain't you know it's climate it control. It is climate control. It, it mine oh, is climate oh, control. Fancy bitch. <laughs> but it ain't like. They don't be having the air as low as it could be. <laughs> right. Like it's not. It's just it's so. It's so you have to suspend your um your belief systems. Right. Uh, so I finished that, and then you know how they have like the autoplay. So like a different series will start like when the next one's done. So mm-hmm. I watched Dracula. Okay, I saw that. Which you saw the whole thing? No, I saw like oh. the. I watched the trailers. So. Oh well, okay. So that's only like it's only three episodes, and it's like an hour and a half each. Okay. And it was okay. Like the ending was weird. But then, I also watched this show called The Bonfire of Destiny. On Netflix? On Netflix, yeah. I like that title. So, it's a French show. So, it has, like, this horrible, like, voiceovers. Mm -hmm. But it's about these women who, they went to, like, this charity bazaar set in, like, the 1800s, I believe. Okay. And the whole thing just burns down. (laughs) And, like, kills a bunch of people. And it's, like, how... It's, like, all this, like intrigue and political stuff going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes but it was interesting except for like the the horrible voiceover okay and then lastly i just started this one like last um night mm-hmm. so it's called monarca okay. monarca so it's set in mexico in jalisco it's about drugs it's no it's about um 
this this family they own like the um these agave fields and mm-hmm. like they built up this like tequila brand oh, okay I like it's it. like the mexican version of queen sugar yes, <laughs> yes. you know you know queen yeah, sugar i watch queen sugar yeah i'm charlie okay so yes it's like the mexican version of that and like um succession if you ever seen that on hbo it's in spanish but, but they okay. do have the you don't speak spanish but no, they do no, no, have no. the english voiceover i don't speak spanish i mean i i used to be conversational at one point in time but now i'm just horrible mm-hmm. and jumping back to aj and the queen mm-hmm. i just must give a, pre, uh, a pretense, like a 9.5, <laughs> to Joshua Sagara. Because he played RuPaul's love interest in Grifter. And he was a fine Latina man. That's my type. <laughs> he reminds me of this guy I went on like a few dates with. But really? Uh, yeah, like a, maybe about five years ago. I mean, fine. Yeah. I mean, so let's hop into the next segment of the show. It's time for... What, what you drinking? drinking? And this week we are having, um, what would you call these? We talked about it. It's kind of like a Greyhound. Yeah. And so a Greyhound is uh, grapefruit juice. You can use either vodka or gin. I don't do gin, so tonight we're doing vodka. I do gin. Gin is my um, drink of choice, my liquor oh. of choice. I don't like those berries. And it has a, like a sprig of rosemary, like a little rosemary shrub in, in it. And... Um, some seltzer? Seltzer and, yeah. and grapefruit juice. And that's it. So seltzer, I learned tonight, has zero calories. I still, <laughs> Everybody knew that. I still don't understand. <laughs> it's just carbonated water. I think it's about, what, 65 calories in a shot or one serving of whatever your liquor is. So this is, is a, it? Yeah. Oh, I got about four shots in hand now. Okay, but still very low. Yes, I'm having a deficit day. Oh, okay. So Star. All my Star. calories are in this. Okay, well, let's hop right into our categories this week. We have a lot. We have a lot going on this week, so we're going to try to be mindful of the time. So first, we're just going to do a very quick recap of the Golden Globes. So the Golden Globes was last week. We didn't talk about it because, I mean, it wasn't much to talk about. Nothing at all. (laughs) At all. Fashions was okay. Like, nobody really stood out to me, except for J-Lo. She looked like a gift wrap present underneath the Christmas tree. Terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. I just didn't like that, like that German Heidi braid. Yeah, that, going like, around around the bun. Yeah, and for me, you know, J Lo is a red carpet killer. Like she always slays. Mm-hmm. I mean, she don't slay on a record or on a film, <laughs> but she does slay Never on a red vocal. carpet. She does, but it was just too much fabric. It overwhelmed for her. her. Yeah, I think that sometimes things that like are like you know is done by like a couturier house mm-hmm. or that is very red car- that is very fashion mm-hmm. doesn't read well on red carpet. on red carpet. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, everybody else was just forgettable. I, I also thought Beyonce's dress was horrible. You I'm know, sorry. the thing with that, I think something was going on like in the corsetry because mm-hmm. it just looked like you could see like the visible lines. The- in it. Now she she <laughs> did look at, she looked it good in the pictures okay, that she it. posted. <laughs> you know, like how she posted the pictures in the elevator shaft. Right, right. Now not moving. Standing very still. She looked okay. Mm-hmm. The big, it was like a black column dress. Yeah. Very tight. Very tight. Maybe stretchy. Stretchy. Definitely Maybe, stretchy. Yeah. <laughs> Material. But then she had these huge ass gold wings. Exactly. They were wings. <laughs> yeah. It was Victoria's Secret runway, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and she just looked uncomfortable. It was like she couldn't move. 
Right. She had on these nasty earrings, though. I think they were Lorraine Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And her hair was like straight, like down. Middle part, very yeah, K. Very Naomi Campbell. Okay. Depending on which wig she got on. But she, yeah, it was just a miss for me. It was a mess. Yeah. They brought their own champagne, her and Jay Z. <laughs> Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. They didn't want to drink the Moet. Ace of Spades is like what? I mean, but Moet is like a, Moet Chandon is like a established French. Yeah. Well, well all champagne is French. But. Yeah. I mean, but also that's doesn't Jay Z own or how like he steak owns yeah in Ace or, of yeah so that makes sense yeah too. but it's tacky as fuck it is tacky as fuck it's like when you, I mean bitch you got hot sauce in your bag and yeah you got champagne and you got too. a champagne in your bag Come too on. girl okay. I mean but that's like a three hundred dollar bottle of champagne mm, sure I get it um they had an all vegan menu I, I read which, that child they was hungry everybody was drunk too so I think it's because they didn't want to eat that vegan shit. And so they just right. drank all the champagne. Right. Everybody was drunk off their ass. Mm-hmm. So they had like some kind of like little soup dish. They had these mushrooms that were supposed to be scallops. I don't know what they had for dessert. <laughs> mushrooms are good as like a scallop alternative. Uh, Texturize. Okay. <laughs> but, and they had like six Brussels sprouts. I was like, girl. <laughs> Starving. Well, they're having a deficit day too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But whose job was it to, like, count all the Brussels sprouts? You know, it's funny. I mean... One, two, three, four, five. five I mean, well, that's six. just that's just the art of plating, yeah. you know? But I'm not ready to be vegetarian. And I'm well, going to be vegan because I love cheese. It's veganuary. Is it what? Yeah. What is that? You know, it's like dry January where people stop drinking the month of January. Now <sighs> they created this thing called veganuary where you don't eat any meat. Or animal products in a month of January. You go vegan for a month. That's crazy. But it can get you snatched. Because me and my friend Camille, we went to um, Vegas like uh-huh. years ago. But we were we <laughs> said we were going to be vegan until Vegas. Because uh-huh. we were trying to get snatched for like the pool and stuff. Uh-huh. And you'll get really snatched. Yeah, bitch, because your body is missing carbs. <laughs> right. And that's why they would no, off the ass. Eat, you I'm... can eat carbs. Right. Carbs but... are vegan. They are vegan, but like eggs. Nah, I don't eat eggs anyway. Right, but like eggs go into certain like carbs, like bread. No, they don't. Oh, they don't. No. (laughs) Butter. (laughs) Like, you'll put butter on your toast? Because I eat toast every day for breakfast. I don't like butter. What? And I don't really like bread like that. Excuse me? Yeah. Excuse me? But anyway, yeah. that's why they was drunk at the Golden Globes yeah. because they, they was hungry. They was hungry and they ain't had no carbs to soak up the alcohol. Yeah, that's true. Out here looking like a Dell. So the Oscar nominations were released uh, early this week. Yes, Issa Rae and then that Asian guy from I think he's from Star Trek. I don't know his name, but anyway, not Aziz. I'm sorry. No, oh, I'm sorry. He's yeah. not Asian. <laughs> yeah, but Asian nonetheless. Social media has been blowing up. We're just gonna do like a quick recap. Of the nominations. Right. Or lack thereof. Oop. So, notable snubs. Your girl, J-Lo. She's not my girl. I didn't see it. <clears throat> but you said that you predicted she was going to be nominated for her. Because there was award. So, because there was so much hype. Well. But the film world maintained its bougie-ness. Well, not really. Because, I mean, she was she got Golden Globe and she got a SAG Award nomination, right? Mm-hmm. And the Oscars was like... No, ma'am. <laughs> Not today. Well, the Oscars is the pinnacle. Yeah, of awards. that's true. And so, Not that the Grammys aren't, 
But like the Oscars is known to be very white. But I don't think But that also was... very highbrow. Yeah. And J Lo will never be highbrow, yeah. no matter how hard she tries. Yeah, because we watched Made in Manhattan the other day and I was like, ooh, girl. That's cute. <laughs> it's cute, but mm, you ain't getting no awards off of that. Right. And also, didn't Hustlers come out like a while ago? So you know like the whole primacy, Hustlers came out like August. Primacy versus recency. Right. Like, I've n I have have not seen it, so I don't know what she did, but I don't think she was giving me much out of that. Oh, like no. giving me a nasty body and some fur and some heels. That's her on the regular. I mean, it, it, Julia Stiles is in the film, and she played her she character was. from, you Save know, the Save Dance. the Last Dance. <laughs> so it really wasn't like, it was an ensemble cast, yeah. but the performances mm-hmm. weren't there. Was it entertaining? Absolutely. Okay. But was it, was it, was it art? No. One snub that I actually felt a little salty about. Mm-hmm. Beyonce did not get nominated for best original song. Wait, pause. You're salty about that? A little bit. I, you know, don't necessarily feature her, but I don't take away like her performance ability. Thank you. So I thought the Beehive thanks you. I thought they were gonna throw her a little vanity nomination, right? Because she would have to perform the song, and I thought she was gonna show up with a nasty old ensemble, bring like half of Africa down there. <laughs> <laughs> the Soweto yes. gospel choir <laughs> and turn that motherfucker out that's what I was hoping for so I didn't even check like the nominations for best original song because I just knew she was going to have it Right. and I would say like later on in the afternoon when like the, they released the whole list mm-hmm. I was like wait hold up because the internet blew up they were mad about that right and I was like oh but the Oscars is also, I feel like preceding the Oscars, you have the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. you have the SAGs, you have mm-hmm. the Critics' Choice, mm-hmm. and the Oscars is the end. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 and it's usually, a, it's, it, it's also very formulaic in the sense that, bit. like, people who win, if you win the SAGs, the Critics, the BAFTAs, the this, there's a statistical percentage that you will win the Oscar. Mm-hmm. But there's always the Oscar always is like uh-uh, bitch because we the last we're the last of the of the uh, of the film award season and they yeah. always do that the mix up. But they fucked it up this time because ain't nobody gonna watch. How many people is gonna turn in tune in if Beyonce was gonna perform that song? Right now, but, nobody's gonna watch it. But the problem with the Academy is that it is still primarily white. It is, but they have that whole old. thing after Oscars so white, right? And they have and the and the president of the Academy of Film and, and Motion Picture Sciences is a black woman. Yeah, yeah. But that was a vanity position. Don't see no shade to her. Well, not that she's not qualified for it, but mm-hmm. we know how well yeah. the patriarchy and the white supremacy mm-hmm. operates. But they fucked it up this time because, right? I was ready to tune in because remember when. Dream Girls was nominated like back in the day, yes. and they had they actually had three songs nominated. I was like, "Ooh, they not gonna win because uh-huh. it's gonna split the vote." Right. And what was her name? Melissa Etheridge won. Right. I remember when Beyonce performed like was it her and Hugh Jackman was at the Tony? I know she performed like three songs one year for the Oscars. Really? She performed one song in French. She performed like Ooh. yeah, she performed a whole bunch of songs. Oh, okay. Some I'm thinking films. about that Dream Girls performance because it was epic. Yeah. Because they had those three songs that were nominated mm-hmm. and her, Jennifer Hudson, and Anika Noni Rose slayed that thing. They had on them nasty red dresses. Mm-hmm. It was a moment. And then 
Melissa came and snatched the award. But people are upset that not enough women directors were nominated for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. They're upset that, or Best Director, they're upset that, you know, the of the acting nominations themselves, mm -hmm. only um, Cynthia Environmental. Don't Environmental be. I don't know. What's her last name? Oh, Cynthia Arrivo, okay. who is a... A vocal powerhouse and a bro she's a Broadway bitch. Yeah, I she mean, is. I actually saw her in the color, color purple. And mm -hmm. I saw the color purple. I've seen everybody. I, I see the color purple like annually. <laughs> I've seen that Where play. Seen I've seen it a lot. I saw. I, I saw when um, poor Michelle played Shook Avery. Okay. I saw it when Fantasia played. You did. Yeah, I saw okay. when Shaka, I saw when Shaka Khan was in it and um, the uh, when she workshopped it. Did you I, see when Tasty was doing it? I did not. Oh, I did not see Tasty. Wow. Um, and I saw Cynthia. When she played Celie. Okay. So, I mean, the, the color purple is very special to me. Oprah Winfrey presents the color purple or that second one where it was like the all them chairs on the wall. We saw the color purple ones together. Yeah, the newer one. Right. And I was like, mm, they could have killed that. <laughs> um, but I saw something today on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, someone just casually said that she was a lesbian. You know. She, they were like, oh, she's gay. <laughs> so, uh, so, to give full context, uh -huh. I was watching the show Cynthia Rivas in it, and like the guy's like, he just like very flippantly said like she's gay, and I was shocked. Like her character or her, her no her person like who she oh. like she's gay, and it's crazy because I know she was nominated for an Oscar and Harriet, which I did not see, and I did and defend. I <laughs> yeah, um, in an earlier podcast, because uh -huh. people was mad about her playing as a British woman playing Harriet. Well. I'm just tired of slave narratives. I'm tired of slave like, narratives, too. That's why I'm uh, tired of the whole slave thing. Yeah. I was shocked, but I also wasn't surprised. Well, I thought she was... Because I, I, she, she, she always has that shortcut. Yeah. Them crazy colors. Yeah. I think it's a blonde, like a platinum right now. Uh-huh. But she's... A blonde. <laughs> so the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, they actually... She was performing at one of their mm -hmm. galas or whatever, and... They said she's just an ally. And I was like, mm. I think she's nominated for a GLAAD award, too. Ooh. Okay. I mean, hey. I, I mean, uh, she, she's in the theater. Live your life, girl. Live your best life. But she, she is nominated up. for an Oscar for Best um, Leading Actress. Yes. I mean, for me, honestly. She going go in. She's not. I think, honestly, it's going to go to a Renee Zellweger. I'm predicting it today for playing Judy Garland. The film was horrible, uh, yeah. but her performance was I stellar. I think it's going to be a two-horse race between Renee and I think Charlize might come up and snatch it. For Bombshell? Mm -hmm. See, I wanted to see Bombshell, but the movie's been out for a while, mm -hmm. and the theater that I wanted to see it at was like, only had a matinee, not uh, a nighttime movie, okay, so I couldn't yeah. see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Charlize might come and snatch that. They might, they might pull in Olivia Coleman again. Oh, gosh. Yeah. For um, that was what Olivia Colón for the she uh, won for the favorite the favorite last year and she was the, drunk uh, European way yeah with the U <laughs> <laughs> so she was drunk in that and then she won for the crown at the Golden Globes and she was drunk off her ass there too who'd she play she played um my Queen Elizabeth Queen... who so you know it's award season and mm -hmm. you know it's a time for you know like recognizing people's work and their craft and different uh fields as it relates to acting and cinematography and directing and you know just all sorts of things like that and there's always an uproar or a drama when people feel like 
their faves or certain groups get left out right or snubbed if you will and so you know this year as with many years previously people are upset that there's not enough enough women who've been nominated for like directing or um because i was gonna say like there's a whole category for women like best female actress best yeah, female supporting yeah but was i think the directing category mm-hmm. because it is a gender neutral it's gender neutral yeah is kind of the one that is contention mm-hmm. so you know there's been a lot of uproar this year because people are saying not enough minorities have been nominated they're saying that you know not enough insert whatever marginalized group right and people say that they have not been nominated enough so i always ask why do people get so upset awards are supposed to recognize the work across the board right but because of the um institution Mm -hmm. that 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 the awarding bodies are based in are often very white and patriarchal well okay so they feel as though their artwork is just as valid but it's not getting just the due recognition basically right. that people feel as though some of the actors in post should have been nominated for awards yeah for, think, for emmys yeah i've heard that too. um to me the act i don't watch post for the acting because it's trash <laughs> it's garbage <laughs> the acting itself is, uh, is is terrible but the, billy porter won for pose um did he just win the Emmy for Pose? He did win the Emmy for Pose, but a Billy Porter situation is different. Okay. Billy Porter went and got his body snatched, <laughs> got a goatee, and then threw on a dress and butterflies. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's your best lay. You better not be coming. No. Talking about. <laughs> okay, let me let me just backtrack. Mm-hmm. This latest shit that he pulled mm-hmm. was, man. I mean, the gown was just ill-fitting. I, it was pants. Was it pants? Mm-hmm. It was like, a, like it was a palazzo pants, pants? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was a gown. Uh-uh, it was a jumpsuit, honey. It was a palazzo pant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. But that teal color was horrible. It Did was nothing horrible. for his skin tone. Yeah. If, but what got me was like the Erica Badu rings on every finger. Yeah. And then like the, the harsh jewelry, nails. the yeah. horrible fungus looking nails. Mm-hmm. And then like all these Mariah Carey butterfly. <laughs> Spread your wings and prepare to fly, honey. <laughs> like temporary tattoos. Yeah. It was just like, bitch, you were reaching. Hey girl, you tried it. Tried it. Oh, in a new way. Okay. <laughs> yes. But um, Billy Porter is an actor. He's an actor of a certain age. He is, he's reached his, his, his pinnacle. It's his time. Later in life. And watching Pose in his two seasons, he gave the best acting performances. I mean, it wasn't much. It wasn't. He had to compete against. Exactly. In the land of the blind, the man with one eye is the king. <laughs> with regard to people not getting nominated, mm-hmm. you sh- it, it should be about the work. Right. It shouldn't be about, well, hey, I am trans, or I'm black, or I'm Latina, or I'm a woman, so you need to give me this like participation trophy. No, mm-hmm. does it excel? Like I know that a lot of other um, backlash with regard to the Oscar snubs mm-hmm. was Lupita. Yes. Now, I saw Us. I haven't seen it. And Lupita's performance in Us was amazing. Okay. But the movie itself was shit. Mm. So mm-hmm. if you have an astounding performance in a shit mm-hmm. movie, it's not going to carry you far. Mm-hmm. But if you have a mediocre performance in like an astounding amazing movie, movie mm-hmm. then you're going to get further, right? So it's, there's well, so many variables. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
people should be recognized for their work across the board. There shouldn't be, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's patriarchal, so you know, you know, we're not going to get it. Or, well, they're majority white, so, you know, minorities, y'all need to fall back. I think that you do have to look at the work and, like, what's being presented. And I don't think that, and the Oscars did try this, because it's like, you know, after the whole Oscar so white mm-hmm. um, phenomenon, shout out to Rain of April on Instagram or Twitter. She created that. But um, there was this whole like almost race to how many minorities can we nominate this year? And so like right. the year after that broke, it was like, you know, let's throw all these nominations at people of color. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but was the work the best? Right. Was it, you know, on that level that deserved the award? Or mm-hmm. am I just like the token because they want to kind of mitigate this backlash you know so it's like it's a hard balance yeah because for me it's interesting like uh to me one of my top films that i ever saw in recent history was moonlight yeah moonlight was amazing Mm -hmm. to me it still sticks with me barry jenkins barry jenkins but then barry jenkins second film um bill street if bill street could talk Mm -hmm. was garbage but regina king snatched that she did. No one won for the best leading actor category. All all Moonlight got was best film. Um, no, Mahershala. Screenplay. Didn't Mahershala win? Mahershala also won. Supporting yes, actor. Yes. Okay, so I stand corrected. Uh-huh. And I also know that like Ava DuVernay was kind of snubbed. Yeah, but she just won, um, she did win Critics', Critics Choice. Choice for When They See Us. Yeah, which was, I mean, I still haven't seen When They See Us. Is that that? No, I haven't seen either, and I won't. I'm tired of like these tropes. That's all Ava can do. I need Ava to find something else. I also need her to find better gowns. Yeah, they all look the same. They do. It's like this one body print. Yeah. It's like three quarter length sleeve mm-hmm. and like a bull, mm-hmm. like a like a ball gown. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to do that. And she needs to get some skins too. Mm-hmm. But if we know that the awarding body is majority white, is majority patriarchy, is ma- patriarchal, is majority whatever, then why do we covet that so much. Is it because we want to say, oh, well, look, I'm accepted mm. in this overwhelmingly white and male-dominated body? Or is it that, bitch, I, I made mean, it. You know, you can get an NAACP Image Award all you want, but bitch, that will never compare BET to an Oscar. Awards. You know, a BET Award will never compare yeah. to an Oscar. Like we can, As much as we said we want to carve out our own avenues to yeah. award ourselves, right. we cannot deny the fact that we still have an idea of success that is rooted in racism, which is aspirational to the white patriarchal standard. Okay, I can see that. But I mean, at the same time, they have the regular Grammys and they have the Latin Grammys. So why can't they have the black Grammys? But then they have like, the country music is a part of the, the Grammys, Grammys, they also have the Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and it's not needed because it's yeah, already, the Grammys is already white. I mean, right, who's that white rapper that won? Not Eminem, but the other one? Post Malone? No, not the, no, the other one. The redhead, the ginger. I don't know. So, speaking of people feeling like they don't belong, it was announced recently that my person of the year for 2019 and her husband. The Duchess of Sussex and Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, have announced that they are they want to take a step back from royal duties. They no longer want to be, quote unquote, senior royals. 
and they are looking to essentially move to North America, divide their time between North America and the UK. It was like shockwaves across the world because people were saying that they just couldn't believe it. They just don't understand why they want to do this. And it's a really big deal. I don't think people want to admit the reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. And they also don't understand like what's going on. Right. Yeah. Now for me, I mean, as, as a avid watcher of the crown, I, I, anal- I feel like the British press has somewhat analogized her to Wallace of Baltimore. Wallace Simpson. Wallace Simpson. Who was the, um, she was the wife of King Edward VIII, mm-hmm. who actually became the Duke of Windsor. Right. He so he abdicated the throne um, because he wanted to marry this woman who was from the U.S. She was a divorcee. A lot Two of times. parallels. Yeah. Two-time divorcee. <laughs> uh, a lot of parallels between her and Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle's only a one-time divorcee. But um, well, and, Meghan Markle's also black, so. <laughs> yeah. So the thing, the parallel is that, you know, this man kind of gave up the being the king of England for the woman that he loves because you know the institution of the royal family had so much to say about it and like it just created this whole level of chaos in during the country yeah during that time but i mean fast forward cuz that was in a long time ago fast right. forward to 2020 and even before that 20 what 17 mm-hmm. when they announced their like engagement they got married in 2018 and initially Meghan Markle was seen as, like, this beacon of, like, positivity. And she was going to take the British royal family, like, into this new era of, right. like, inclusivity and diversity. Relevance. and Yeah, relevance. And, like, bring this fresh, modern take on the royal family. Because there had never been, like, a confirmed biracial person marrying into this family. Queen Charlotte. Confirmed. You know, initially, like, people were so optimistic and hopeful... But then there was an undercurrent of just racism Mm -hmm. that people did not want to admit that she was going to face. I feel as though that is a lot to place on her shoulders. I don't think so. No, I do. Because... Because I feel like sometimes that, like, a lot of expectation is placed on Black people to represent all Black people. And that's not what she was there for. Like, it just so happens that the man that she fell in love with Mm -hmm. happens to be this very important prince. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in, in connection with this country that was a imperialistic country that ruled half the fucking world More, at a point in time. Yeah. The you sun know? never set on the British Empire. So there's a lot of shit that goes along with that. But it's, but I feel like for all the press to put like all this pressure on her, like, oh, she's gonna revitalize the British royal family. But I think she did. I think she really still has the potential to do that because right. no one thought that a black person could ever be a part of the British royal family. Nobody thought that. Right. And just think of like how many like black British people were like felt represented or felt included mm-hmm. in an institution that they never thought they would ever see someone who looked like them be right. a part of. Right. And just globally, just like the implica- implications of just having diversity mm-hmm. in that level of a family and institution and establishment like she's also american and i think that that sh- that the also is much of a lot of a factor i don't think so you don't? because if it was some regular becky 
from South Bend, Indiana. I don't think there would be a problem with that. Because initially they were just describing her as she's a brunette. Mm. They didn't because say or admit that she was black. And even when I first saw her, I was like, I didn't really pay attention to it because it was just like, Harry has a brunette just like Kate. And I was like, okay. Well, well he used to be like Bluns. Yeah. Bluns. <laughs> Bluns like Nini. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I like actually looked at Megan, I was like, oh, wait, hold up. She black. I think if it was any other regular white girl, because mm-hmm. Harry dated white girls before. Basics. And they didn't get any kind of the level of scrutiny that she got. Right. Megan um, could not do anything right. Everything was wrong. They criticized her from the moment like they stepped out together mm-hmm. on the scene. And it was just like the same things. And I read this article today. It was like the same things that um, Catherine Duchess of Cambridge was doing. People were applauding her, building her up, gassing her up, lauding her for just doing these simple things. And then Megan did the exact right. same stuff. Like C- C- Catherine did like a partnership with Huffington Post. Yeah. And then Megan did something with Vogue. And Notino no shade, Vogue is an institution. But people but also Huffington forget. Post is a blog. But Kate was on the cover of British Vogue. She did a whole fashion spread. Uh, she did she? the whole, yeah, she did all of that. And Megan was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something more inspirational, more positive. I don't want it to be about me. I want to put other people, other women on the cover. I want to, you know, show how they're a force of change. More how they're, more activist. Yeah. And she caught backlash for that. She touches her belly while she's pregnant. And people say, oh, well, this is just arrogant. I can't believe she's doing that. You know, why she have to try and, you know, make this about her. Whereas Kate was doing the exact same thing. Oh, she's so loving and protective right. and... You know, just this whole tone. And if you look, um, I can post, I actually have posted on our Twitter, but so follow us on category is pod on Twitter. And it's this article and it shows like 20 different examples of when they lauded Kate and they demonized Megan for doing the exact same thing. Wow. And even, you know, with the positivity that she was trying to bring this new um, face and this new voice. You know, she was very active. She was very, like, from day one. Like, they got married on Saturday. And on Monday, she's already turning up at events, like, doing the work. And, you know, she didn't, they delayed their honeymoon. Like, if I just got married, I'm trying to fuck and drink. Well, you know what Olivia Pope's mama said on Scandal? You got to work twice as hard to get half Half as as much. much. Yeah. (laughs) And But Kate and William, they took like this extended break. They got this two-year almost, you know, window where they didn't have to do anything. They moved out to this country. Yeah, they moved out to this country house like in the the countryside. And nobody bothered them for a year, you know, for like years on end. But Megan was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not the same. Like Mm -hmm. I came in, I came to work, I came to prove and show you guys i'm here i'm about something and i'm not just here to be here right because you know it would have been easy for her to just sit up in that castle wear some tiaras i don't know chill out nasty gown chill out max and relaxing all cool yeah and if she did that then people would talk shit about her anyway right she's out here trying to work and trying to prove you know something to these people and People always got something to say, and all she was here to do was try and prove that she's about something. Charity, doing work, and being with the man that she loves. What's wrong with that? Right. What is wrong with that? But you have the same people who, in the beginning, were writing positive stuff about Kate, 
but the same reporters writing negative stuff about Megan. It's like there was obviously money to be had in like the clickbait mm-hmm. and those salacious stories that you know people wanted to drum up and because they they got to get paid too. I understand that, mm-hmm. but don't do that. This mess right. woman. It's interesting because I watch. I, I try to watch a lot of like credible you know, media sources mm-hmm. on this whole issue just to mm-hmm. gain more understanding. So, I I mean, I listen to BBC anyway because okay. I just feel like it's the, one of the, like, BBC and Al Jazeera are, like, the main mm-hmm. places for real journalism today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I listen to a lot of BBC reporting on this and that's British Broadcasting Corporation. So obviously, they're going to talk about this issue. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one woman, I forget her name, but she was just like, this issue has absolutely nothing to do about race but then she kept calling like megan colored Colored, yeah and i was like oh my god woman like how disconnected are you you're calling her colored in 2020 but you're saying this has nothing to do with race yeah she was on what's the one that comes on cbs i don't know what gail king was on there Mm -hmm. gail got her right together honey (laughs) (laughs) because she was like oh i don't understand why people are saying that it's racism gail was like girl Right. They put a picture of a chimpanzee. Thank you. Talking about coming out the hospital. Out the hospital and analogizing it to this woman's baby. Child cheese. That's Gail racist. was not here for it. Right. But then yeah. the woman kept calling Megan colored. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to me, it was shocking. Yeah. Because to me, colored is a term that you don't use to refer to black people yeah. since like 50 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I mean, she was old. They just trying to be like, you know what? Fuck the uh, monarchy. I'm like, Seventh in line, and that's, let me ju- let me just grab a coin real quick. Well, that's part and, of it too. In defect, that's right? part of it too. Because I think, um, so when Charles becomes king, he has he has this whole plan where he's going to streamline the monarchy. He's right. not going to have because now they just remember back in the day they just had a lot of kids, mm-hmm. and so now the royal family itself is like a lot of people. Whereas with Charles, he's probably going to um, reduce it to the royal house, and okay. it's just going to be. Him, his direct heir, and then William, which was William, and then William's direct heir, which is um, George, right? And that's going to be the royal house, and Harry's going to be out anyway because mm-hmm. he comes behind Charlotte and Louis. Yeah, so he comes behind all of um, Prince William's kids, and then when they have, it's just he's going to get pushed further and further and further down the line. So I mean. In a few years, he's not going to matter right. in air quotes much anyway, but that's where it all kind of is going to fall apart mm-hmm. because Megan and Harry are massively popular, right? massively popular. So there, I think there could be like a little, I think there is a little sense of jealousy there too, because when you look at like the birth order, we haven't talked about this yet, mm-hmm. but William is the heir, so he's like he has to be, and he's the oldest, so he has to be like the straight and narrow. He has to do exactly what you know people expect of him. Whereas Harry's the younger brother, the rebel. Yeah, the second sibling is always the cooler one. I can I can vouch for that. But that's not true when there's only two. No, I think so. I think the youngest sibling's always the coolest. No, the second one is definitely the most (laughs) cool. No matter how many siblings no, there are. No, it's the youngest. But you don't, you're, he's free of like all that responsibility. So he's more able to live his life. Authentically. Authentically. You think William was going to bring home a black woman? Hell, Hell no. no. <laughs> he got the frowsiest, <laughs> most basic white bitch he could find. Flousy? <laughs> frowsy. Oh, frowsy. Yeah. 
he got the most basic one he could find and he brought her home because I mean he couldn't bring home a Megan and so anyway with that he was gonna Harry was gonna be pushed down the line anyway so he wasn't gonna be like that prominent in the family so Harry was probably like fuck this y'all treating my wife like this after y'all treated my mama like this and basically killed her, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to let the media do this to my wife and now my child. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was poignant to me when he I'm said out. that. Yeah. I couldn't imagine the trauma of being a young boy and losing your mother like that. Yeah. And also, I'm a... I'm a he was like 12. He was 12. Not that I'm a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. but actually I have this whole book on conspiracies. Oh, God. And actually, I was reading this weekend the conspiracy behind the death of nah, Diana. Okay. And just in my heart, uh-huh. I believe that that woman was killed. She was. Because <laughs> it wasn't no accident. Because it, it's just too, when you read and watch, doc, it, it lines up. That woman was killed and she predicted that she would be killed. Logistic. It, it just it didn't make sense. Well, just, just, I think just lot. with the protocol, it just would have made a lot of, it would have complicated things if she was alive because she had the title of Princess of Wales. Right. And so when Charles became king, William would, would eventually become Prince of Wales. Mm-hmm. And whoever he was married to would have to have the title of Princess of Wales. But if Diana was living and she had the title of Princess of Wales, then they both couldn't have the title at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it just would have complicated thing so she needed, so to, she needed to so <laughs> <laughs> going back to Megan and Harry so they released a statement on Monday of this week that they had this like whole family moment I think Iyanla came to try and fix their <laughs> life oh, <please> <laughs> away. I love Iyanla but she's terrible well I mean somebody had to get them together and so they had this whole like um, intervention and they try to figure it out. The queen released a statement saying that she supports Harry and Meghan and their desire to, um, you know, move enter this new, yeah, new era of their life. They're going to move to Canada. I think they're going to move to Vancouver. I was initially, not Toronto. not Toronto. Toronto's too busy. And Winnipeg? No. Anybody trying to move there. <laughs> yeah, they ain't trying to learn French <laughs> But I think Vancouver, because they were there for six weeks in over the holidays. Oh, my cousin lives in Vancouver. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think for, like, security reasons and for just they want to not be near anybody. And it's a quick flight from L.A. because they're on the West Coast. Right. Where her mom lives. So I think they're going to be based out of Vancouver. So the Queen said that she supports them moving. She supports them taking a new direction in their life. There was like all concern about how they were going to make their money. They say they don't want to be financially dependent on the crown. They don't want to. They got a lot to work out. And so they're going to do that in due course. So I fully support her. I think this is probably... She's making moves, and she's trying to be the 2020 person of the year for category is. Third year in a row, I think. This is a, this is a big move. <laughs> this is big. This, this is a big This, this is the biggest move. historical move for the uh, British royal family since the abdication. And I'm not saying that she's out here for a coin, because I do think, feel like she has a really philanthropic heart. But Meg is also about securing the coin in the bag. And the crown. And the crown. Tense for you, Megan. We love you. We support you. Yes, girl. So now it's time for... I, I said, said what, what I, I said. said. 
So my I said what I said this week goes to um, just talk about counting other people's pockets. Okay. And as a left-leaning liberal, I would say that, Ooh, you, you know, Bernie people. as of late, everyone knows that the seventh continent of Australia is the seventh or the sixth. I, I always confuse Australia and Antarctica because I feel like they're kind of just both useless. No tea, no shade mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have listeners in Australia. Do we do have listeners in Australia. Bitch, I'm trying to go to I'm trying to go to Bondi Beach, bitch. I'm trying to go to, you know, um what's the other place? Mm-mm. Um anyway. Yeah. I love Australia. My cousin Rocky like lives there. But this year? Well, you know he's kinda of transient girl. <laughs> but homeless. Don't do that. Okay. He is a backpacker. But what I'm saying is, is I do want to go to Australia. I want to go to Bondi Beach. And that's the only place I can go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to go to Melbourne. Ciao. Melbourne. That's how you say it, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone... Have you ever watched Real Housewives of um, Melbourne? They are a mess. Are they? Yes. Oh. <laughs> you got to watch it. I feel like Australians are all like, I feel like they're like Irish in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, they're like a little low class. <laughs> Let me not talk about these people. I don't know these people. I don't know these people. Yeah. I do not know these people. But um, I do want to go to Australia. Yeah, me too. And um, I like koalas and I like kangaroos because they have pouches. And I also have a pouch right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Australia's been on fire and it's sad because the whole continent is burning mm-hmm. due to our global warming and our consumption as human beings. No, I heard it was arson. Really? A lot of them arson, yeah. They arrested well, a lot of people for arson. Well, well, arson does happen because people try to, um, in my legal work, people, I know that they will set fires when fires happen, especially in California. It, uh, it's it, arson. People will set fires to try to get the insurance money, so there's like fraudulent well, stuff. But mm-hmm. again, but we cannot deny the fact that global warming is a thing. It is real, and these things are Greta. increasing. Yes. Is that Greta Gerwig? No, she's the director. That's Greta Thunberg. All the koalas and the kangaroos are dying. They're Everyone... dropping sweet potatoes and carrots for them. Oh, I love sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Just put cayenne pepper on them. Oh, no, man. They can't do But um, there has been about a lot of backlash that's been happening with celebrities who are donating to the cause. Mm-hmm. So um, most recently, there's been lots of criticism because Jeff Bezos, who is the <laughs> owner of Amazon.com, yes. Uh, donated $690,000 US dollars. Yeah, which a is, million. Which is the equivalent of a million Australian dollars. Australian dollars mm-hmm. to the relief fund for the continent and country of mm-hmm. Australia. And um, he was subject to a lot of criticism because his company be. is worth $113 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, people who have been subject to, criti- to criticism. He, he donated the equivalent of five minutes of work. He makes six hundred and ninety thousand dollars in five minutes. Five less. minutes, right? Like right, girl. Right. But and maybe this is the capitalist in me. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the American in me. Maybe this is the mega Markle in me. But I feel as though I'm not the bitch who's into counting other people's pockets because he donated that money in the name of Amazon, his company, which is like one of the number one companies in the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't feel like it's the a job of Amazon.com to be funding the relief for natural disasters for these kinds of things, right? Well, I feel like 
there's a difference between when, when does philanthropy become mm-hmm. like incumbent upon business and corporation and not government. But girl, $690,000, girl, you got more than that to send he to does. people. I mean, I mean Kylie, Kylie Jenner sent a million dollars. That's that's good for her. Right. She doesn't have as much as Jeff Bezos. And these things about these People were coming for KKW saying like, what? where's her money? Nicole have... Kidman and Keith Urban, who are both Australian, mm-hmm. sent a total of a million dollars. Iggy Azalea donated, and she ain't got it. So, <laughs> but she's Australian. Yeah, she's Australian, and so I mean, if Iggy can come up out her pockets, girl, she gonna be eating but peanut is... butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> and that Vegemite for like months. <laughs> Not peanut butter and Vegemite. <laughs> yes, I actually like Vegemite. Ew, no man, you don't like it? Mm-mm. It's a quiet it's, taste. Yeah, all that yeast. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, Jeff Bezos, girl. Girl. And it gets really, really messy when people are looking to Amazon to fix the issues and not looking to government. And well, I'm a is. true believer in government, mm-hmm. but I feel like we get in a precarious position where we're looking to the people who send you your dildos and your... <laughs> Discreet packages. <laughs> you know, and your other items uh-huh. to fix your environmental and social issues. Why are we looking at Amazon and not at global and Australian government. Because they ain't got it. Jeff Bezos, he got it. They can save the world. They have enough money. They can save the world every single day. But they don't. Because but, they don't oh. want to. Because they feel because they, like... Because they've been allowed to. And that is, that is the greater point of my what like I said. They don't want to... I'm not going to spend all my money on that. But girl, you got more than $690,000 to throw at these people. And that's all I'm, I'm saying. He got more than that. Mm-hmm. So he's just he he's worth one hundred and ten billion dollars. Billion with a B. Capital. He could just throw ten billion at it. At it and not bat an eye. He gonna get that back anyway on his taxes, girl. That's a charitable donation. Just give it. Right. Jeff Bezos is a citizen of the world, and I think that people are looking at him like you're the richest person in this world. You need to give back to what people. What you've taken from. Yeah, and the people who need it, like corporations serve its board of directors, its president, its CEOs. They serve people, and that's why I truly believe in government. And I know a lot of people don't believe in big government, but big government has checks and balances and systems which are meant to serve bigger people. And that's why I feel like we should put more faith into our government. But the role of government. So what's your answer? My answer what I said is is don't be counting these celebrities' pockets. Don't be mad that you know because I feel like as Australians, Nicole Kidman and. Keith Urban could have came up off more money. Jeff Bezos is not Australian. If California was on fire, that'd be a different story. If California was on an earthquake underwater, that'd be a different story. But, like, don't be counting these celebrities' pockets. They're out here to get coin. And and every time there's a fire, I mean, the world is about to die and it's move 100 years. Wow. Every time there's a fire, a tsunami, an earthquake, a hurricane, you can't be looking to these companies to save y'all. Look to your governments because that's what we're paying but to. That's what our tax dollars go to. And the, and the governments can it. check these companies. No, they and, can't. Like you said, Amazon's American company. Australia will be like, come up off some, some coins. It's complex. Well, But I said what I said. Okay. Look to your governments. Vote. Register, engage, and stop looking to these companies that send your dildos to be fixing your life problems. A, mess. a dildo fix a lot of people's problems. <laughs> I am sure. I am sure of that. So you're not counting people's pockets, but I am. So my, I say what I said for this week. It goes out to 
something that I saw across social media for the past few days. Your girl, Beyonce, is launching her Ivy Park um, collaboration with Adidas. And let me tell you something. Mama looked it good in that, like, burgundy with the, like, tool with the, yeah, with, Mm. like, the tool. um, Was it a dress? I don't know what it was, but she looked it good. And across social media, you saw all these celebrities posting, like, these videos and these, like, unboxings of, like, this huge orange, like... I saw Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox got one? Yeah, she had like I saw Yara's. Like... Yara Shahidi's. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they get like this huge orange like box almost. And at first I thought it was Hermes. I was like, oh, who can afford all of this? And then I saw them stripes. I was like, oh, that's Adidas. Mm-hmm. And then it starts like snapping open. And it has like basically some pieces from her Ivy Park collection in mm-hmm. there. And I was like, oh, okay. So she sent it to like the most notable, I guess, celebrities in the country. Right. And it's like, I get she's like, it's her marketing scheme. Because, you know, Beyonce like to do a little kind of Sound not drop. traditional. Yeah, <laughs> not the traditional like marketing. And so she's sending out to these celebrities who are essentially like the influencers. So she sent it to Yara Shahidi. She getting like the young crowd. I guess Laverne's getting like the LGBT crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else got some? Only person I saw was Laverne. Oh, okay. I don't follow Yara. Okay. And a bunch of other people, I guess. But the thing is, they can afford that. Right. Like Yara making, I don't know, she making minimum wage down at Freeform. Ooh. <laughs> and and she also get the ABC coin. That's true. That's true. And then Laverne getting her money from Netflix and. But they can afford that. Like, right. you don't have to send it to them for free and, like, make this huge spectacle and this whole unboxing moment. But she's sending it for their reach. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, she's essentially exploiting their reach and their followers and their... Well, honey, bitches are dying to be exploited by Beyonce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, Beyonce, you need to call category is, honey. We will rock honey, that shit. Bitch, please exploit me. <laughs> exploit me, Beyonce. Please. Right. <laughs> right. Punch me in the face. I'm waiting for my Ivy Park box to come. But the thing is, they can afford that. Like, don't right. send it to some people down, you know, in South Philly who ain't got the money to afford that. Like, category is. <laughs> I don't live in South Philly. True, we not South <laughs> But um, send it to people who you know would really appreciate it because Yara ain't finna wear that outside of a few posts on Instagram that she you probably paying her to do too. Mm-hmm. Laverne ain't finna be in them baggy ass athleisure. She trying to show them titties Ooh. and that shape, right? And. It got a whole bunch of like unnecessary snaps and like pockets everywhere too. I'm but like, I noticed girl. at least about Laverne's uh-huh. outfit was that it was not athleisure at all. It was like very like oh, where are you wearing that? <laughs> it was like a, a, a <laughs> like a, a bodysuit that had like this big like, like voluminous like, priest gown yeah. situation. Like, bitch, you can't work out like that in the gym. You won't get caught up in the uh, elliptical, <laughs> right? It's just not practical. Yeah, it's not practical. That's the one thing I didn't like about it, <laughs> but. Send it to some people who really need it, who can't afford it, and or like fitness influencers. Well, not even them because they, you know, I don't like them. They can't either. afford it though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to Cassie and her man because you know they broke. <laughs> she influencer. Send it down to them. 
at the Planet Fitness wherever they at. <laughs> Not Planet Fitness. <laughs> Give it to the people who really want it, who really need it, and right. who will really appreciate it because it's going to be in the back of the closet anyway. And I said what I said. And, and now, now it's, it's time, time for tens, tens, tens across the board. board. This week, my tens goes to a man by the name of Ryan Matthews, who was just 17 years old when he was accused of a crime that he did not commit. He was on death row and they, you know, he was exonerated based on DNA evidence. Did Kim K get him out? Kim K did not get him oh, out. Well. She must have missed this one. Yeah. But um, I'm giving him his tense because I feel like in our country, especially with black men, there's a lot of stigma around, you know, the prison industrial complex and crime and he got out and he was able to graduate and get his you know high school diploma and to a lot of people that might not seem like a feat but i think you know people who are underprivileged and grow up in communities are impoverished Mm -hmm. or riddled with crime don't have certain opportunities and it might not seem like a big tens this week but to me i'm giving him his tens because i feel like you know he should be recognized I read this story and it and it connected with me and I just want to give him my tense this week. He get his diploma. They got GED programs down to the jail. <laughs> True. He could have gone to college online too. So congratulations to you, Mr. Matthews. Tens. So my tens this week is going to the women of Zeta, Phi Beta, Sorority Incorporated. This week on January 16th, they are celebrating their 100th anniversary since their founding at Howard University in Washington, D.C. I didn't know we were still doing Centennials for the Black Greeks. That's shade. I mean, is it? It is shade. Is it's a it? shade as an alpha. I mean. Because my sister Maya is a is. Zeta. She is. Shout out to her. Tends to you, Maya. I don't, I don't know what chapter, though. Ooh. I'm not a, I'm not a Zeta, though. I mean. <laughs> you can't be a Zeta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I could be a Sigma, though. Oh. But I, 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 I chose. life decisions. I chose not to. Thank God. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she, was a, she was a Zeta at Rutgers University, New Brunswick. Shout out to whatever chapter that is. Oh, and wow. shout out to my sister, Maya. Shout out to Maya. Tens for y'all. So they were founded by five women. I don't know their names. Two of them were sisters, I believe. Yeah. And remember when I used to live in South Philly on Federal Street, mm-hmm. one of the founders lived at a house, I believe it's between 18th and 19th Street. It is. On Federal Street. And they have a whole plaque in everything. Yeah, they have like a blue plaque there. So, tens for y'all, tens for 100 years of being the epitome of finer womanhood. Okay, yeah. I know lots of Zetas. Shout out to all my Zeta friends from LaSalle University. Ooh, should I run down some historical, some notable Zetas? Yes. Please announce some Shall notable Zetas. Zora Neale Hurston? Cheryl Underwood, who was on The Real or The Talk? She, yeah, she was the, on The Real. The Real? Okay. No, Gwen- no, she was on The, the Talk. The Talk. Not the, yeah, the Talk. She yeah. was on The Talk. Um, Gwendolyn Brooks, who is uh, African-American author. Selena Johnson is a singer. Aunt Dionne Warwick yes. is a member of Zeta Phi Beta, auntie to Whitney Houston, and a whole bunch of other people I'm not going to name. But tens for y'all. Tens for Zeta Phi Beta sorority. Tawanda Braxton. Tawanda Braxton? Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tens for y'all. Tens for y'all. Or 100s. 100s, because it's the, it's the centennial. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, have fun in D.C. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Category In. So just a quick reminder, I'll be at the Podcast Movement Evolutions Conference in Los Angeles, California, February 12th through the 15th. I'm so excited, and I cannot wait to meet 
the listeners have a lot of different things to talk to you guys about so it should be fun we'll see you in los angeles yes all right guys see you next week bye bye thank you for listening to category is be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.